Welcome. My name is Candy, and I'm a holistic practitioner, cannabis coach, musician, singer, songwriter, a wife, a mother, and a million other things. I live in Ontario, Canada. Pages of a Story was born as I started to share my story with others. The vulnerability and strength that comes from talking about your stuff can be so very healing, moving, and terrifying, but also very necessary. I wanted to create a platform for myself and for others to be able to share our stories in a loving, supportive, and compassionate way. I know so many incredible people, and there's so many more incredible people I haven't even met yet. This is a safe space for us all to share our stories, our experiences, and what we've learned along the way. Every single story is different, as well as the way we experience our lives and the way we choose to move forward. These are pages of our stories. I hope you enjoy. So I'm here today with JJ from Naturalistically Now. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? I am good. I'm good. You so you I'm I'm so thankful that you are here. <laughs> I'm very grateful. Um, so how about you introduce yourself and tell us who you are? Sure. Hi, I'm JJ. I'm from Naturalistically Now. I am a chartered herbalist and I am studying to be a certified cannabis health coach at the Cannabis Coaching Institute where we met. And I am here today to tell you a little bit about um, my journey over the last two years uh, surviving and thriving with cancer. Amazing. So as you mentioned, you and I know each other from the Cannabis Coaching Institute, which is an amazing place. Could you tell us how you ended up finding out that you had cancer? I can. Bit of a long story. I was officially diagnosed November 3rd, 2019. A medium told me that I was living with it for, uh, since 2017, um, which kind of makes sense uh, when I look back on it. But I was experiencing symptoms about a year in advance. Uh, I'd been to the hospital several times with pain that presented in different places in my body, which was, made it really hard for the doctors to kind of pinpoint anything. Um, and every time I was sent home with a prescription and uh, not like with doctors not really being able to find anything wrong with me. And then it was like Halloween night, 2019. I was handing out candy. My husband and son were out trick or treating. And I was just having a really hard time breathing all night. I was very, very short of breath. And then when the night ended, I, you know, I waited for my husband and son to come home and my son to go to bed. And when it was time to like come and relax, I was like, I think I need to go to the hospital because <laughs> I can't breathe. Um, and I went to the hospital and they did a chest x-ray and they did some breathing tests and they ruled out all kinds of pneumonia, bronchitis, and all these other issues. And then uh, the doctor brought me to look at my x-ray and showed me this big shadow on it and said, I want you to look at this, but it's probably nothing to worry about. Um, it was probably just a flaw in the image. Um, you know, you're just a young woman and it doesn't seem likely that, you know, it could be anything more serious. And, but he's like, I just feel like, yeah, I should show this to you. <laughs> 
okay. Um, and then three days later was November 3rd and I had been to a concert the night before. And then I woke up in the morning and it was like somebody put a vice around me and was just squeezing it and squeezing it. I just couldn't breathe. I was like gripping the walls for like bracing myself to be able to catch a breath. And uh, that was uh, another trip to the hospital for me. And then when I was there, I, they again, poked and prodded and couldn't find anything wrong with me, even though I was literally gripping at the walls for breath. I had people panicked for me in the emergency room, asking people if they were taking care of me. And uh, eventually, after about an hour and a half of this, I just went to the doctor and said, I was here the other day. I had an x-ray. They saw something. They saw something on it. And I really think that you should have another look at it. So then they went to have a look and then he came back five minutes later and it's like, ooh, okay, maybe we should go send you for a CT scan. Went for a CT scan, came back, not good news. Mm, I'm so mm. sorry. Mm -hmm. That must have been an incredibly hard thing to go through, especially, you know, maybe were you expecting that maybe there wasn't something so substantial going on? I kind of had a feeling, you know, you know, your body and right. I had a feeling for a little while that, you know, something serious was going on. Um, you don't want to hear it, right? You don't want to hear those words from anybody. So, um, yeah, but I definitely had a feeling that something was going on and I kind of told the doctor, like, I think this is what's going on and I think you need to go look at this because yeah. they've ruled out everything else. Like what else could it possibly be? So, Yeah. So you're obviously a cannabis user. Is that something that you started to use after you found out you had cancer or was this something that you had already been using in your life? Well, I mean, cannabis has kind of always been a part of my life. Um, my mom smoked cannabis probably when she was pregnant with me and, and all throughout my life. Uh, it, and I aunts and uncles and family, cannabis is just always just a normal thing in my life. I was what you'd call a chronic uh, for a good solid 10 years of my 20s until I got married and my husband asked me not to be high on our wedding day. So I took my first tolerance break in 10 years then. And then after that, it kind of weeded itself out for a little while. Um, and then I didn't really come back to it. Yeah. Until I uh, got the diagnosis and uh, before I'd ever got like before they got to the origin and before I found out about any kind of treatment options or anything like that, I was waiting. I waited about two months to find out all that information. Um, but I started doing my own research and I happened to be with some family who had recommended this documentary called Weed the People that I ended up watching later that night. And uh, when I watched it, I was blown away at uh, all these people were using cannabis oil uh, for their kids who had cancer and a lot of these kids like were really like recovering and doing really well and I just knew right then like this is what I need to be doing so I got myself some oil as quickly as I could and I started taking it and um, the first time I took it I took too much and I had a really bad night <laughs> that's why I don't I don't mean to laugh <laughs> right we need cannabis health coaches that's right it's not it's not <laughs> but, funny but I think no, we, all, not, we all have yeah. a story that uh yeah okay for sure we all yeah probably have one of those and yeah so I took too much I didn't have a good night but the next day I didn't have any more pain 
like right. all the pain that I had been having, like periodically previously was completely gone. And I was like, wow. And then I started feeling better. And then I started getting out of bed and then I started eating more. And then I started cooking and I just like started walking and it just like brought me back to life. <laughs> That's absolutely amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was incredible. So how long were you on this journey before you came to CCI? Almost a year, I guess, right? Because, or or two years, because October 2021, and it was, yeah, I'm terrible at math, but. Uh, Me too. Yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> you people at home can do the math. Yeah, you do the math. <laughs> you let us know. <laughs> yeah, so October 2021 is when I signed up. I mean, I was having so much success with it and just feeling so great, and I just felt this calling to just share, you know, the knowledge of what cannabis medicine can do for people in my situation with everybody. So I wanted to, I, I actually had a few conversations with different people that I was familiar with or was kind of led to, um, other people who had cancer that I tried to kind of talk to about cannabis oil. And unfortunately it didn't really take, um, and unfortunately none of those people are here anymore. And, um, so I really thought that if I had maybe had some more credentials and some more experience that maybe I would have been heard a little more and, you know, maybe I could have helped these people a little more. Um, so that's what brought me to CCI. I think it's incredible to have um, such a story that you can, you can share with others and that you can help others in the same situation. Mm -hmm. um, you also have a chartered herbalist background. Mm -hmm. Do you also use herbs or any other natural alternatives? Um, yeah, I do. I mean, I, I'm Aboriginal, so I feel like I have a really deep connection with, uh, with nature. <laughs> um, it's always uh, been really much a part of me. I studied herbalism in 2004 and then graduated from Dominion Herbal College in 2005. Um, I never really practiced like professionally. I just practice personally <laughs> just for myself and my family. Um, but I do, uh, supplement with a lot of herbs right now. Um, dandelion root is probably was my number one that I went to, which had tremendous benefits. Um, and I take burdock and milk thistle, um, wormwood and many others. Um, <laughs> a lot of natural um, things that go into my smoothies and I like to forage a lot of my own herbs and dry them um, to use throughout the, throughout the year as well. That's very cool. Do you tend to use a lot of cannabis with the other herbal stuff that you do or do you use it very separately? Well, I mean, I have my tea, which has some uh, mullein leaves and some peppermint leaves and some cannabis flower, you know, so I do mix it up like that. Uh, I do make some salves as well. Um, like a, I make a plantain calendula and cannabis salve for wounds and things like that. So yeah, I do mix them up. There's a lot of, lot of great benefits, uh, potential uh, interactions there. That's awesome. Do you think that this is going to be something that you're going to take with your cannabis coaching education? Are you going to, are you going to start using some of your uh, herbal herbalist background with that? I've been thinking about it. I've been thinking about it. I've been figuring out ways that I can kind of incorporate the two for sure. For sure. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. So what's the status of your cancer now? 
Uh, my last scan was at the beginning of February and uh, everything is still stable. So basically, initially, after starting the cannabis oil treatment, I had shrunk my primary tumor by half, healed most of the metastasis in my bones, and I have very little lymph activity now. And the medication that I'm taking, it's a targeted therapy. It's not chemo or radiation or immunotherapy. It's a targeted therapy. And it's just meant to stop the cancer. It's not meant to treat it or like do anything else. It's just meant to stop it in its tracks. So, you know, with the healing and the shrinking and all of that that I've had going on, like I attribute a lot of that to the cannabis treatment and everything else that I've done as well, because it hasn't been just that. Like I literally did a complete 180 on my life. I quit smoking. I quit drinking. I, you know, changed my diet. I started exercising, yoga, meditation, water, like just everything literally changed everything. So and I think it's very important, like with anybody, if you have, di if you're diagnosed with cancer, it's, there's never just one thing that is, is going to take care of business. Like a lot of people look for just that one thing, you know, the chemo is going to help me, or this is going to help me, or this drug is going to help me. No, <laughs> it's never just one thing. It is a package deal. At least I, that's what I believe. Like it is complete mind, body, and soul transformation needs to happen if any kind of real healing is going to take place. In, in my situation where like I'm, I'm stage four incurable terminal, that's it, cancer. So that's what they tell me, but I'm going to prove wow. them wrong. Wow. Wow. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you already are, you, yeah, <laughs> you're already, doing, you're doing I'm it. I'm already there. And yes, I am doing it. And I just have to continue doing what I'm doing. And uh, yeah, you'll see me back here in a couple of years and I'll tell you that I'm cancer free. Absolutely. I would love that. Oh my goodness. Okay. So would you like to talk more about naturalistically now? Cause I, I want to hear more about it. Okay. Well, I mean, naturalistically now started out as a, uh, Facebook group that I started actually, um, when I was first diagnosed with cancer, because I actually haven't told my 12 year old son about my situation. And I, and because I haven't told him, there's a lot of other people in my life that I haven't told. I started the Facebook group so that I could speak openly about cancer and natural alternatives and things like that and maintain, you know, my, my privacy and all of that. Nice. Um, so yeah, naturalistically now started out as a Facebook group actually. And then it evolved into a blog where I started telling my story. So that's on naturalisticallynow.com. And I, that's a work in progress where I'm you know, building up my story and I'm see where, see where it'll go from there. Um, and I'm just, uh, well, just completed lessons at the Cannabis Coaching Institute and uh, I'm working on my graduation requirements. Um, and then when I'm, well, in the meantime, I'm putting together, I'm working on like a series of workshops that are cannabinoid cancer related and then hopefully kind of work in some bonus material with the, with herbs and things like that. Uh, it's still a work in progress, but this is the vision that I'm seeing for myself. That's awesome. I love it. I think there's a lot of people that would be interested in the work that you're doing. Mm -hmm. So why did you decide not to share your cancer journey with your family? Well, most of my family actually does know just my son doesn't know. And then a lot of like friends um, and, and acquaintances more than anything. Um, I mean, there are some family members who don't know. They're more, more distant relatives because it got to a point where 
it's like all the immediate people found out and then I just got to a place where I just I didn't want that to continue I didn't want people talking about me I didn't want all this kind of bad energy out in the universe about me that was kind of a really big deal for me and so after I got out of the hospital and came home I, I kind of messaged all my family who knew and I said listen everybody who needs to know knows so at this point I would just really appreciate it if we could just not talk about it anymore and let's just not spread the news about it anymore you know if you come across somebody on the street that you haven't seen in a couple of years and they're like oh hey how is JJ doing be like hey she's doing great you know what I mean because th that's the kind of energy I needed in my universe and not telling my son was kind of a last minute decision like literally as they walked into the hospital as I was you know after I got the diagnosis I just decided at that moment that it was not something I wanted my son to be a part of so I didn't tell him and haven't told him still to this day and I uh, you know, it's kind of a bit of a burden on, you know, a lot of my friends and family because they're kind of keeping this secret for me. But a lot of them, I, everybody's very supportive and they understand my reasoning. And it's just wanting, you know, it's just a mother wanting to protect her son from, you know, from a lot of the bad things in life. But, you know, he was young and he's got enough to worry about. And I just want him to enjoy being a kid and not have to worry about his mom. And I'm doing great. And I really plan on telling him when I'm cancer free. So I feel that'll be a much better way to tell him about it. And I mean, it's, it's your journey and right. It's, it's your choice. So exactly. thank you for answering that. I, of course. Okay. So one thing that I really want to ask you, because I think it's really important, is what brings you joy? Mm. Well, I just spent two glorious days out in the bush in uh, northern Ontario with my son. And those were two very happy days. My greatest joy comes from just being with the people I love in nature. That's amazing. Ah, mm -hmm. That's so beautiful. Mm -hmm. um, so and were you have you been there before i have been there before it's a friend's place and uh she let us have it for a couple of days and it was just me and him and kind of out in the middle of nowhere glamping we had a good time it's just so amazing to just watch him just be just so at peace in nature and just enjoy the simple things you know like playing with snow and hacking at trees with a machete and things like that like he just <laughs> he loves it it's he had a great time <laughs> i bet he did yeah. um so what books are you currently reading oh my gosh what books am i not reading how, how many books are you currently reading let's start with that like, legit seriously yeah um like six <laughs> so oh maybe seven um but okay we'll go like this we'll go like this so i'm reading uh midlife magic by kim sarsons on the kindle on audible i'm listening to helping people change by richard Poyutz, i think is the name and then i'm physically still trying to get through smoke signals uh by martin a lee which was i was reading for a book club and i heard I, that was a really hard one to get through i haven't read dense it's thick and the writing is small it's very dense it's it's a lot to it give yourself some time for that one <laughs> and then those are the three major 
like cannabis is medicine is one I've started. And then I have like three other kind of self-help books that I kind of do on a weekly basis sort of thing. So uh, the listening wow. power, power of small and the grief recovery handbook. You know, I've, I've never met anyone who, who read more like books at one time than I have. And now I'm going to see everyone doing it, but I, I read four at a time. Yeah. And I think that's crazy. I do. I think it's always crazy. Four? Always, always four. four. I don't know. Oh, yeah? Always four. And so I have one on my Kindle and then I have usually one about cannabis. And then I have, I don't know, the other two are kind of random and you six. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm not I'm upping mine. Four, four is enough. Four is enough for me. Yeah. Well, like I said, three of them are like periodic. Right. I don't have to like sit down and read them. They're just, you know, once a week sort of thing. And then, yeah. Oh, it's so much fun. So much to read. So little time. Right? There's so many good books out there. What music are you currently listening to? Oh. I listen to everything. I'm not really up on much that's been going on these days with music. I have to be honest. I've been introduced to some music by Candy recently, which I really very much enjoyed. Wow, I've heard of her. Yes, she's wonderful. (laughs) Thank you. Catchy songs. Um, (laughs) So what are you listening to this week, I guess? Oh my gosh. Right. I I don't listen to enough music, obviously. Okay, Um, I might embarrass myself here, but I love Doja Cat. I love hey, Post yeah. Malone. <laughs> yes. And I like I love Post Malone and the weekend's new song right now. I'm loving that. Um and then I've been listening to like this Chris Stapleton song uh over and over and over and over again because I just heard it for the first time like a couple weeks ago and I can't stop listening to it. It's amazing. And you would probably like it too, because it's a story. It's like an amazing story. Very and awesome. I just love it and I love the way he tells it. It's called You Should Probably Leave. It's a good song. Okay. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to try to remember that. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's really good. Amazing. Well, I am so, so happy that you you came here today. You joined me today. I think that your story is absolutely amazing. And you've been, you've been through a lot. You've been through a lot. And you also put a lot into your own hands, right? Like you, you took control of a lot of um, absolutely what was going on. So thank you so much for being on Pages of a Story. I'm very grateful that you were my first guest. <laughs> All of JJ's links will be in the description so you can connect with her. And I hope you continue to follow your joy. Amazing. Thank you so much for having me, Candy. I appreciate it. Thank you for being here.